Welcome to Classes in Session, and today we're covering the size of the esports industry and why it's so difficult to get an accurate picture. I'm Mitch Reams, and this is the College Esports Quick Take presented by Esports Network. It's a week later, and I'm returning to the International Journal of Esports for another class. In case you missed last week, first of all, how dare you, the first edition of the Academic Journal was published in early October, and I'm going through each of the four articles one by one. Today we are looking at an article titled, The $1 Billion Myth, Methods for Sizing the Massively Undervalued Esports Revenue Landscape. The authors on this one are Joseph Ahn, William Colas, and Seth Jenny. And ooh baby is this one a little bit controversial. The end conclusion of this paper was that the esports industry should be valued at $25 billion, not the $1 billion figure consistently sourced that comes from Nuzu. And while everyone in esports wants that to be true, the way these authors reach that definition is by including almost everything that is potentially related to esports as part of the esports industry. So what does that mean exactly? The League of Legends World Finals this weekend are esports. That's for sure, no one argues that. But what about Dr. Lupo playing Warzone? Many would consider that streaming, but these authors loop that into esports. How about your younger cousin playing some games of Fortnite and buying skins? According to these authors, that too is esports. Now, personally, I have a much wider definition of esports than most other people, and it actually falls pretty much in line with what these authors believe. For me, whether I'm shooting hoops at a park across the street, playing in a rec basketball game at the local YMCA, or watching the NBA, that's all part of basketball and sports. I see esports the same, but most in the esports industry do not, at least from the conversations that I've had. I'll link their study below this episode, but here's how they reached the number of 25 billion. 15.8 billion came from game publishers of esports titles. These are skin sales in Fortnite, buying the latest Call of Duty, etc. 4.2 billion came from teams, pros, and streamers. This came from a combination of brand sponsorships, player salaries, and prize pools. Streaming platforms accounted for another 2.4 billion, consisting of ad spend and subscriber donations. 1.4 billion came from physical products, think companies like Razer and Secret Lab, that sell products to gamers. Including this definition gets even beyond my wide definition of esports. There are just too many games out there and it's hard to say whether someone purchased a gaming product for esports or not. Our fifth category, digital tools, account for just under $1 billion. These are things like OBS studios that streamers use to go live on Twitch and Discord. Again, a reach in my personal opinion. And finally, we have leagues and tournaments. This is the area that Nuzu primarily focuses on. And according to this research, it accounts for just $0.14 billion. That's $140 million to make it a little bit more clear. That is the only sector in which everyone in esports agrees is esports. In the potential criticism section, the authors mention the critiques I have brought up here. Their primary rebuttal is simply that sports are not limited by the skill level of the people who play them. So why should esports be? And as I've said, I take a broad definition of esports, but the primary issue for me is that in traditional sports, the leagues are established temples that drive insane viewership and revenue through legitimate sources. In esports, the leagues only account for $140 million in revenue, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny slice of the overall pie. In addition, leagues are constantly changing, and the benefit they drive for esports titles still remains to be seen. Here's an example. Fortnite was at the peak of its popularity before it had a rank structure, before there were any tournaments for the game. Was Fortnite an esport at that time? 
These authors would argue yes, I'd argue no. As long as a game has a ranked ladder and a top level of competition, I think it's fair to call it an eSport, even if you're playing at the bronze rank. But again, as I said, that definition is not shared by everyone in eSports, so I don't want to sound like I'm talking for the entire eSports industry here. We are far, far away from a consensus on this topic, but it's interesting to see academics who don't understand why the entire industry is valued at $1 billion and see it as a $25 billion industry. If that is the case, eSports is in a much better path for long-term success, but very little of that comes from the actual top-level leagues and the revenue they drive, which makes it a bit of an odd situation. So that's all for this class. I hope you enjoyed it. Definitely a longer class than we normally have on this show, uh, but a really interesting topic and one that I think is going to become the subject of a lot of talk going forward in esports as we figure out how to value this overall industry. That's it for me, though. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow with a program spotlight highlighting one of the top programs in college esports.